to go blue crew. There is some drama on the Michigan football team. Derek, do you know what it is? Uh, uh, you know what? You'll have to tell me. I'll fill you in. This is some Jersey Shore stuff here. Michigan assistant Pep Hamilton has said, he said on a radio show, the Jamie and Stoney show. I don't know what that is, but it just seems like the right thing to do to plug that. He said that that basically the physical style of football is here to stay. Michigan's going to try to be the most physical team no matter who they're playing. And what I gather is that more or less what we've seen the first three games is what's going to happen the rest of the way. Michael Awenu has said that Michigan hasn't even used half of the playbook. So I'm, I'm sensing a little friction here. I'm sensing an assistant saying Michigan's committed to the brand of football that we've been playing, and then you have an offensive lineman saying that there's a whole lot more out there, uncharted territory that Michigan hasn't gone to yet. Presumably they will go to it in the bigger games, which aren't coming up immediately, but on the horizon, like Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin. What do you make of this? Who's right? Could they both be right, perhaps? Yeah, honestly, I think so. I think when you're talking about uh, the brand of, of the football program, what Jim Harbaugh likes, I think you obviously you want a physical, uh, almost a run-it-down-your-throat team. He always just seemed to be a, a control the, the, the line of scrimmage and pound the ball as much as he can, uh, play action pass, uh, really open that. You saw that really, uh, really nice play, play action. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones first touchdown. Uh, but I do think, and we used to talk about this all the time, is hardball saving stuff with the playbook open up. We agreed this year that it it would probably we see a lot of what we were going to see all season in the first game because the opponent was so tough. But I think you can both be right. I think you can kind of hold back the playbook. Uh, until guys get more comfortable. Uh, and I did also uh, see that he said that they're forming an identity. He talked a lot about an identity, uh, having an idea of who playmakers are uh, and some of the things they feel they can do. So, yes, the brand is smash mouth, physical, uh, dominating, throwing punches football. But with that, I think you can keep that brand and open up the playbook a little bit because it's not like you open up the playbook and start playing soft. Uh, you might have a little bit of a different style, uh, different formations, but I think they can both be right. And, and you got to hope they're both right. You want it to be this smash mouth, throwing punches, uh, hard brand of football, but you want them to be able to open it up as they get more comfortable. And I think obviously in those big games, uh, we'll see some unique things. And, and I think we're, we're only seeing really, I think a quarter uh, what Shea Patterson can do. Again, we saw him scramble, uh, bust out for another pretty big run. Uh, that's two weeks in a row. Uh, and so I think that alone, you can see Shea Patterson maybe even doing some different things. So I think they're both can be right at the same time. Obviously, I was just trying to stir up a little drama in the beginning. It, it's like the equivalent of a clickbait headline. Yeah, and, uh, clickbait podcast. Um, that's what we're all about. It's a clickbait podcast, definitely. And I think that might be the first time anybody's ever said that about any podcast. Well, we're full of uh, original ideas and original thoughts, so I'd yeah, imagine that is the first time. Probably. I think what people have got stuck on with Pep Hamilton's comments is the part where he said, um, 
that's part of the Coach Harbaugh offense. I don't think that's going to change. And that part, I don't think that's going to change. I, I think, at least my impression is that that's what got a lot of people worked up about his comments because it's like, holy crap, nothing's going to change. Like they're just going to, they're going to line up in, in a power formation and run it for a yard and a half every play. Is that what's going to happen? And I think that's obviously a misconstruing the, the spirit of his comments, but I do believe that there, there should be at least a little bit of concern that maybe our worst fears about Harbaugh and the staff being too stubborn to totally utilize a, a player like Shea Patterson, that maybe those fears are, are legitimate. Of course, other than the Notre Dame game, which is the first game of the season, making it um, very unique in that respect, there hasn't been an opportunity to see Michigan really uh, spread its wings, I guess, because like, why would they even really have to in these last two games? So maybe, you know, maybe there'll be something um, against Nebraska or in a, you know, in these next couple weeks that lays some of those concerns to rest. But I think that there's a legitimate reason to be like, ah, oh, crap, like I'm going to, I'm going to hold my breath a little bit here and, and hope that this isn't what I think it is. Yeah, one of the things that I think of, and we talked kind of about that clickbait atmosphere, is is when you see, you know, Pep Hamilton makes a comment that uh, this brand's here to here to stay. Uh, doesn't feel like there needs to be a change. I think you naturally take that wherever you want to take that as a fan. Uh, again, reading on or seeing what other comments he's made and and finding an identity and thinking that things can expand, you can kind of take that as you want it as well. I think the only the only thing that I can maybe say that in agreement with you, uh, at least on this topic, is the fact that I'm not really worried about things not changing and players not being utilized correctly. Uh, A lot of it's just the timing. It's uh, a slow start against SMU, a team that uh, Michigan was favored to win by over 30 points. Uh, A slow start. You did see the offense open up a little bit, uh, and, and then when they started rolling, uh, obviously they, I think they scored in every possession after that. Uh, and so it, sometimes it takes a while to get the ball rolling. Uh, you can just say maybe a slow start. Maybe you guys aren't playing well. Uh, maybe the playbook needs to open up. Maybe they're trying to really keep it simple uh, like they did against Western Michigan where it worked from the first drive on. But obviously it started working eventually against SMU. Uh, and, and once Michigan got a lead, they never really looked back, even though they allowed some points on the board. So I guess my only concern is if, if it's, a, it's a Nebraska game, it's at Northwestern, some of these games coming up uh, before some of the bigger, tougher opponents uh, they reach on the schedule, I might worry a little bit if it's okay, you just snuck by a, a Nebraska team at home, uh, a team that hasn't won a game yet. Uh, maybe you start wondering, well, do things need to change? Do they need to open it up faster? And so I think that's really the only thing I'd think of is maybe people questioning how, if if there's a new, if you find the identity and if there's more of a playbook to be opened, I think that's when you, you run the risk of once a player says that, fans are only looking for new things to happen after that point. And so you compare that comment to Pep Hamilton's comment, that causes a little bit of a stir up, especially among the writers and the fan base. But I think that, again, both things can be true. And I think, honestly, you'll see it open up slowly. Uh, and then I would expect to see some very different things against Penn State, Wisconsin, just because I think that's how Jim Harbaugh has really operated in the past. 
I think of it as a door opening slowly into your parents' room after 9 p.m. and you're like 12 years old. I, you know, I, I didn't want to picture that, but I, I'm forced to now. Uh, and so, yeah, I can, I can see, I can see what you're, what you're saying. Uh, again, I will let that thought kind of exit. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah, I was reading Nick Bumgardner from the Detroit Free Press, and, and he made a good point about the SMU game that Michigan used that first half where we were all kind of bummed out about the play calling to set up some really good action in the second half. Uh, most prominently, I think, the crossing route to Donovan Peoples-Jones that, that was Michigan's first touchdown, maybe. I want to say it was the first touchdown first of his three. And so that's, that's the kind of thing that I think is the most realistic um, aspiration looking forward, like just for us fans who are wanting to see something more. I think it's that kind of thing, not where Michigan comes out slinging the ball around in the first quarter or where they, they empty the bag by halftime. I think it's, it's going to take some patience because they're going to be setting things up, which is going to be, um, you know, that, that's basically, I think, what, what um, Pep Hamilton was talking about with keeping the physical identity that, that Michigan has been known for. And then I think you can incorporate some of what Michael Awenu is talking about with using not even half of the playbook yet. It's still out there. It's still to be determined. And so that's, that's where I think those two seemingly juxtaposed ideas can be married when you're setting things up as Michigan did in the SMU game. Yeah, I'm with you there. So I, I look at what's next on the schedule in Nebraska and, uh, and a team that's off to a, a pretty tough start. Uh, you, you don't have a first game, and then you lose to Colorado uh, in your home opener, and then you lose to Troy, uh, a team that actually looked really good, at least in, in what I saw, but you, hard to compare um, a Troy to, to maybe even the Big Ten teams uh, at, the, at the lower level. But when we look at the offense and you see what you saw against Western Michigan uh, and then SMU where it took a little while to, to, get, to get rolling there, do you expect to see kind of a simplified run-first approach even if it's not working and then, uh, and then eventually open it up? Uh, because that's what I see. I see Michigan always just trying to establish the run and that's i kind of think where that fear comes in as a fan is if you're on the road at michigan state and your first two drives aren't going anywhere because you're trying to establish the run i mean you can very easily get down seven nothing ten nothing fourteen nothing if another team's firing like example notre dame was in the opener so what do you think we see this weekend against nebraska i i think it'll be uh, very similar to what we saw against smu where they're running the football for a while, where it doesn't seem like the results really matter a whole lot. Like that's not going to change the approach. But then I do believe that it'll it'll be setting something up. It'll be creating um, room in the in the second half, maybe where Michigan has uh, more. I don't know where where Shea Patterson gets out of the pocket and you know finds an open Donovan Peoples Jones like streaking across the field or something. Like like I feel like they're they're really reserved for a reason. 
And now that you have a quarterback like Shea Patterson who can make the the necessary throws and who's mobile, very mobile actually, this uh, this kind of approach I think really works much better than what it would have last year where like you weren't really setting anything up because you didn't have a quarterback who could do anything beyond, you know, throw the ball to the, to the line of scrimmage or two yards beyond. Yeah. I'm okay with, with slow starts, especially in games where Michigan should win. Uh, I think Michigan could start slow against Nebraska. I have no problem out playing them uh, in the end. I would say that about uh, Northwestern as well on the road. Uh, and I think that the reason I'm patient with that as a fan is because I'm hoping that establishing these starts, like you said, it's one, it's, there's a, there's a reason for all of it. You're trying to set something up as the game goes on. And so even in a game, uh, like at Michigan state or against Penn state, Wisconsin, Ohio state, maybe things aren't working. Uh, things aren't going the way you thought they would, but you're still slowly opening it up and, and maybe you can turn it on. What happens is you run into games like a Penn State game. Michigan got down 14 nothing last year, fought back to, I think, 14-13 because I think Nordine missed an uh, extra point. Uh, and then Penn State kind of took off again, and Michigan could never respond. And so if they're establishing something uh, and they're kind of establishing and trying to control the tempo, get a game plan together, uh, even if it's not all clicking at first, that's fine if it clicks uh, and I'm patient again in these next couple of games because I think they're very winnable games. But, yeah, you'll really start to hear from people uh, and wonder if the offense will open up anymore or if changes will be made if you have a slow start against a top team uh, in the conference, one of the ranked teams uh, in the nation later on the season. But against Nebraska, I expect very similar game plan. Come in, try to control the tempo, try to run, establish the run game. They did a very excellent job against that against Western Michigan when they did that. And then SMU, it's not like they had a bad game on the ground. I think they still had 197 rushing yards or something like that. This weekend, you expect to see Karan Higdon and Chris Evans. It's not for sure. You didn't see Karan Higdon last week. Uh, but either way, I feel pretty comfortable uh, with a Michigan win, uh, whether they have a slow start or not. Okay, so let's say Michael Awenu is right, that Michigan hasn't even used half of the playbook yet. What are some things that you would expect to see coming forward? Like, like maybe not against Nebraska, but against a team like Penn State, where you need a little something extra. So I saw some stuff uh, putting Ambry Thomas on offense. We, that's not the first time we've seen that, obviously, um, but had a pretty nice play uh, and then had a couple of times where he just went in motion. One of those times uh, that he went into motion and they almost kind of faked the handoff to him, was that uh, touchdown to Donovan Peoples-Jones. And so I think more uh, that allows him to uh, get in there and either be a decoy or uh, get a nice rush anywhere from even four to five yards in a first down uh, would be excellent, setting up a better second and third down situation. Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think will also get a chance uh, to run some of those. I think eventually we'll see a two-back set. I think that Higdon and Evans could be out there at the same time. I think you could see Evans in the slot, Evans splitting out wide just because of his speed. Again, Pep Hamilton says we're starting to see who our playmakers are, and any good team allows their playmakers to play. I always think of Julio Jones uh, back in college. Julio Jones, it's like one of those guys you knew the ball was going to him. And, and Michigan might not have a Julio Jones-type 
player yet, but Donovan Peoples-Jones is playing really, really well. And I know three touchdowns is kind of a of an inflated number. You don't see that a lot, and you can't expect that every single game. But four receptions, I think 90 yards and three touchdowns is incredible. Uh, and so having that stat alone, I guarantee you Nebraska focuses on Donovan Peoples-Jones and where he is on the field. That allows Nico Collins or, or Grant Perry, who's been pretty quiet this year, Oliver Martin, who's had a couple of nice grabs, tight ends to get more in the mix. And so I think you'll start to see playmakers making plays. And because of the focus that will be on them, I think that's when a guy uh, like uh, a Nico Collins or a Grant Perry can really step in uh, and make plays as well. I think the wide receivers this year, after a very dry year of no touchdowns, I think we're going to see them a lot more than the tight ends. Uh, although I do think the tight ends are going to be very effective as well. I just think ultimately the passing game could get so good that it's one going to help the rushing game. And two, they might not come out and try to establish the run because if Shea Patterson has four to five great targets, why not come out and pass against Michigan state in the road and really throw everybody for a loop. That's how I think it opens up in the future. I think in general, yeah, the, the way it opens up is Shea Patterson, your best player maybe probably I don't know that'd be a whole nother conversation at least one of your best players gets to put the team on his back put the offense on his back I mean and just go with it like he he's gonna make the throws he's gonna scramble when he has to he makes good decisions it seems like so far so I think in general that's the way the playbook opens up as you let Shea Patterson really take over and own the offense. Something that I would look for in particular is perhaps um, Ambry Thomas getting some snaps at, at like in a wildcat mm-hmm. set. Um, I hope it doesn't become as predictable as what it became with Joe Jabril peppers in 2016. If you remember, I mean, you, we probably complained about it, but it seemed like every time he was back there, you knew what was coming and the defense seemed to know what was coming to the point where it was no longer effective and it didn't serve its original purpose. So I hope that if, if they do something with Ambry Thomas like that, it doesn't become what Jabril Peppers became in 2016. But I think that would be a really interesting wrinkle in the offense. And I guess him and him and Chris Evans, they seem like two really good wildcat uh, applicants I'm sure they are vying for that. So I, I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see what that looks like. I know. Uh, I know Jim Harbaugh talked a lot about the RPO and implementing that. And, and sometime over the summer, I talked about how successful it was in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Nick Foles type of play. Shea Patterson catches a touchdown pass. That'd be something that I think people would go berserk over. Uh, one of the one of the other things I'll say about the Wildcat, and even when it was predictable, Jabril Peppers. If you have a good offensive line. Uh, it doesn't really matter if you know what's coming at you or not. If you have a good offensive line and you're, and you're making your blocks, things can still be successful, at least for a positive game. might not be busting free every time, but I do think that uh, Wildcat would be successful, and I think the reason it is is if you allow some kind of option element into it. You're not just having the ball go to whoever's playing the Wildcat position and then they're running no matter what. Having them almost run the read option uh, themselves i think that's what when you'd see it really open up uh having a player back there who can make a good decision whether to hand the ball off or, or read the defender and make a play and i think that we'll see that absolutely 
And I would love to see Ambry Thomas on the field just more in general. I think he's a guy who uh, is really eager to make plays. Uh, and anytime that you can have uh, a guy like Jabril Peppers that plays both ways or multiple roles, I always look for that Charles Woodson role. Now, it's always hard to compare to Charles Woodson, and it's going to take a long time, if ever, if Michigan ever has a player that can compare to what he actually provided uh, in his best years. But anyone who can be on the field and just wants to make plays and can make plays consistently, I'm all for seeing as much Ambry Thomas as possible. He has proved to be uh, nothing but helpful on the offensive side and the limited action we see. So I would say his role uh, increases uh, even more so. All right, let's wrap this up. I want to know if the offense opens up, one, is there like a specific game where that happens? And if you think there is, what game is it? Honestly, uh, I do think uh, I am in agreement with you with opening it up might not mean you see a bunch of different plays, but it's letting Shea Patterson take over. Uh, And I honestly think in my head, uh, it depends on how, I mean, a couple of games go before that, but I think it's probably at Michigan State. I think that's maybe the first game, uh, not the only time you'll see this, but one of the first games where I think it will be very, very Shea Patterson heavy. Uh, Shea Patterson completely controlling the temple only because I think it might take that long uh, for him to be comfortable enough to do that. He says he's more comfortable uh, in his current role at Michigan than he's ever been anywhere before. I believe it, and I believe, as I've said all year, he's only going to get better, and he's only going to get more comfortable. So I would say at Michigan State, a game where they're really, really wanting to win, uh, especially on the road, get some revenge from a horrible game last year. I think you see things really open up that game. I'm in agreement with you. I do think it's at, at Michigan State where we see that happen if there's a like a specific point where it's like, oh, my God, like they're actually doing this. The only reason I don't say Wisconsin is because I think Michigan will try to uh, beat Wisconsin at its own game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and so that doesn't, that doesn't seem like a really good candidate to have uh, Shea Patterson throw the ball 35 times or to see a bunch of wrinkles in the offense. Not be, and that's not saying anything about Wisconsin like as an opponent. Like that's going to be a close game, I feel like. But um, I think Michigan is going to be a little stubborn in that in the approach to that game. And then it's at Michigan State where I feel like things really start to open up. So do you have any other final thoughts for us? No, I'm just in agreement with you. Uh, and I think that no matter what, I think every game we are going forward, I think we're going to see something else that we really like. And so I just look forward to seeing more Shea Patterson uh, and just more of what this offense can do. Uh, and then obviously always excited to watch the defense. So looking forward to another great weekend of football. All right. Well, hey, thanks for checking us out here on the Go Blue Crew. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick, and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. So thanks for listening, and Go Blue.